alaikum, ladies. I'm Tuscany. Um, I am here today to discuss how to take time to witness the beauty of God. This is a beautiful divine concept, one in which we must all start by acknowledging that we're working with limited senses. So Allah says in the chapter called The Believers, at verse 78, and it is he who caused you to grow and have the ability to hear, sight, and mind. Little do you give thanks. I was discussing with a friend recently about how people who go blind or deaf, they have like, their other senses become superhuman and how this is actually really awesome. <laughs> the Journal of Neuroscience did a study in 2012 that showed evidence that people who are born deaf use the part of the brain that normally processes sound to process touch and sight. Glory be to God. That is really amazing. And this right here, the intricate process of sensing anything is absolutely beautiful. Even the losses of senses in this life can be a gift from God. Indeed, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, said that Allah said, if I deprive my slave of his two beloved things, or his eyes, and he remains patient, I will let him enter paradise in compensation for them. This has helped me realize how we should be valuing the akira, or the afterlife, more than the dunya, or the temporary life, no matter what we are facing. We are commanded as believers to use what senses we have to witness the one who created these systems. Allah is limitless. He is beyond full comprehension, time, and space. I often myself struggle with finding time for God, and I know that sounds horrible, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> I have a tendency to work my prayers into my day, then to work my day around my prayers. Sometimes things don't work out as well as I hope, May Allah forgive me. <laughs> and that right there is a secret that all successful Muslims have told me. They fit their day into their prayers. And when you make time for God, God helps everything else fall into place. <laughs> well. <laughs> but for those of us who want to understand God a bit better, what can we do? First of all, we can go read the Quran, even as it falls from the sky. <laughs> this is the column of Allah. This is the speech of God. And it's very accessible in this day and age, which I'm super thankful for. <laughs> if you don't have a Quran, but you want one, you can go to Quran.com and read it any time. They recently did an update, actually, where you put your mouse over the Arabic word, and it'll tell you, like, specifically what it's translated to. You get a word-by-word -word thing of what you're reading. It's awesome. Here at the Women's Mosque of America, there will be an upcoming Quran literacy program. 
God willing, that we'll be using the Muhammad Asad translation. And um, that's going to be really awesome. I'm super psyched for you guys. Good Word Books, commonly known for their, um, they do a lot of like DAWA programs and stuff like that, work with MSAs. Um, they have a Braille edition, actually. So even if you can't read a book that um, perhaps uses the regular text, you can access a, a Braille edition. And there's also um, the Cronin Sign Language is available on YouTube. Like, there's no excuse for us in the current age to ignore the Quran because it really is like people are making it more accessible than before. Secondly, we can practice more mindfulness in our daily lives. The Quran uses so many verses describing the beauty that Allah created here on earth for us. Mindfulness has a couple of different meanings, actually. So one is the state of consciousness or just being aware. The other is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment. While calmly and acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and our bodily sensations that we're feeling at the time. It's often used as a therapeutic technique, actually. My favorite thing to do is to meditate on the idea of God. I get on my prayer mat, and I think about God for as long as I have. Sometimes it's half an hour, sometimes it's like three minutes. <laughs> I've recently started bringing a book that has the 99 names of God, and just pondering over every single one of them, not all at once. But like, I'll be like, oh, this one is about the first, and I'll start reading about how he is the first of all creation. And um, sometimes I think over the seerah, and how the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, also spent time in meditation way back in the day. <laughs> Perhaps not meditation in the mainstream sense, but he was alone in the cave of Hera whenever he first received revelation. He often did this, spent a lot of time by himself in the cave. For those of us with busy lifestyles, we may not get the time to deeply contemplate like the Prophet Muhammad did. None of us own a convenient cave for meditation. <laughs> but we can witness the beauty of God through his regular creation we have in front of us all the time. When we go for a walk, we can think about the sheer number of shades of green in front of us. The palm trees are not as green as where I'm from, but <laughs> they're still super beautiful. We can think about the flowers that are around us and how they grow, how the ground feels beneath our feet, and how beautiful it is to be grounded, truly grounded in where we are. Los Angeles is really great for this. <laughs> you know, we can look around and see how diverse everyone is, and just think like, wow, we all have different cultural backgrounds and like, we all have different spiritual backgrounds and speak different languages, yet friendship and love is absolutely universal. This is something everyone in mankind has and this is so beautiful. God made all of these things and we can continue to practice this mindfulness every day. For me, when I need to pick me up, <laughs> I hang out with my two cats. <laughs> When they want cuddles, or they want to purr on me, or generally want to hang out, 
I feel very thankful to God that I have these two little fuzzy beings to take care of. I have no children yet, and my husband works long hours. But God put these cats into my life, and I can hang out with them every day for the rest of their little lives, God willing. We have to think about what Allah has chosen for us and what he has given us to create this mindfulness. The Quran says, wherever you turn, there is the face of Allah. This ayah, this verse, does not mean that there's a literal face of Allah everywhere you turn with eyes, mouth, etc. But it does mean that we can see the representation of his attributes all around us all the time. We get to see the mercy around us, the love around us, the compassion around us, the deep collective wisdom of God. Glory be to God. And getting back to meditation. <laughs> our salah, our prayer, is also a form of meditation. It is also a form of mindfulness. To achieve this inner peace with God, we can start by praying our prayers with the deepest remembrance and love that we can muster. We can practice what we're reciting in our daily prayers so we can understand it better. We can take a minute or two longer when we're in sajda, when our foreheads are on the ground. Allah says in the Quran, prostrate and draw near to Allah. The Prophet Muhammad said also, that the closest a servant is to his Lord is when he is in prostration. I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> Getting closer to the Quran by reading it, memorizing it, listening to it, or however we can intake these verses with an open heart will really help us understand and open our eyes to the beauty of Allah. Approaching God with an open heart and mind will change you for the better and for forever. So, before I go, I will leave you all with one question. What blessings in your life remind you of God's beauty and why? Thank you. <laughs>